getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Well, there's a lot happening in the boxing world. It seems all the time in heavyweight boxing in particular, with the news of potentially a Dante Wilder-Joseph Parker fight, which has really piqued the interest in New Zealand. So we're going to our expert up in the Northern Hemisphere, Michael Montero, Mr. Boxing, I like to call him. Mike, uh, how likely is this? Wilder-Parker. Well, so so far nothing's confirmed, but it seems it's pretty likely for December 23rd in Saudi Arabia, part of a big, big fight card that includes several heavyweights. Anthony Joshua is rumored to be fighting Otto Valin. Um, Danny Dubois is going to be on that card as well. There, there's even rumors that Dimitri Bivol, who hasn't fought yet this year, the, the light heavyweight champ, he might be on the card as well. And the rumor is the winner between those two big heavyweight fights, the winners will face each other early next year, possibly on the undercard of the Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk fight. Now, if all that can be worked out, it sounds pretty dang good. That is that is a pretty nice schedule. That's massive, yes. And, of course, the the Fury-Usyk fight's been delayed because of Fury's slightly more difficult fight than what he was expecting in his last one. Absolutely. That was, uh, well, you know, the reaction on X, formerly known as Twitter, in the boxing world was, uh, was pretty amazing because some people were flat-out embarrassed when, when Fury got dropped by... Francis Ngannou, who was making his professional boxing debut. Uh, some people were shocked. Some people loved it. A lot of people thought that Ngannou should have gotten the decision, and perhaps he was robbed. So is there are some boxing fans considering Ngannou the heavyweight champion right now. They're all over the place. But that was just, um, you know, I, obviously, I think Tyson Fury took Ngannou lightly. He went for the money in that case, and it almost cost him. The question is, was that a 100% version of Fury or not? Some people think it was. Some people think that he's just faded now and he's lost a step. I tend to think that was just him not taking that opponent seriously, and we'll see a much better version of Fury against Lusik. What, what does the future look like with these big money fights? I mean, it was all started by KSI and Logan Paul, and the pay-per-views for these guys who aren't boxers, in inverted commas, but they still take the risk by jumping in the ring, and I don't want to take away from that. Um, there seems to be more and more of it, Mike. Absolutely, and let me tell you, you brought it up, the, the Fury and Ganu fight, that's just going to embolden more of these MMA guys to come over, because to my knowledge, Ngannou was the first guy to drop a boxer. And we've seen some of these crossover fights with like faded former champions, you know, things like that. But Tyson Fury is a current reigning champion. And, and for a guy to come over and drop him and possibly beat him, I thought Fury edged it, by the way, but a lot of people felt he lost that fight. That's just going to embolden more guys to come over and do these fights. And, and let's face it, money-wise right now, a rematch between Fury and Ngannou probably brings in more money than a fight between Fury and Usyk, even though that's the more important fight. So is money going to talk here? Are they going to do a rematch? Or are we going to get Fury-Usyk? It remains to be seen. But I think we're going to see more of these fights. 
It makes me squirm, Mike. Is the boxing purist I am? Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to see Fury Usyk. I want to see Fury Joshua. All the fights we haven't seen, but as you rightly say, the big money is in these. Um, we're not comical, but these bandied together fights of non-traditional boxers. Sometimes they're comical, <laughs> let's be yeah. honest. Sometimes they are comical. And look, the, the first fight between Fury and Ganu, that actually underperformed here in the United States. The rumor is it did not even crack 100,000 pay-per-view buys. So it was a, a commercial flop here in the States. But globally, it did respectable numbers. And now with that shocking result, I think people will be talking about a rematch. So, um, I, look, we're definitely going to see more of these crossover type of fights. And it's, it's on the boxers to make the best fights. Fury had no excuse to not make the Alexander Usyk fight this year. It didn't happen because he wanted that big cash out against Ngannou. Didn't quite go like he planned, but he went for the money. And I'm telling you, one of these times... It's going to cost the boxer. They're going to get knocked out or something like that, and they're going to completely ruin their career with one of these crossover fights. So then maybe they'll stop. But until that point, you're going to see more of them because they're making money. Mike Montero, what about let's go back to Wilder Parker. Um, we've been talking about it at work today about who's got most to win, who's got most to lose, gain, lose, that sort of thing. It's, it, it's a massive one if Joe Parker can get over the top of Dante Wilder and potentially, if he doesn't beat him, um, his chance at a world title fight might have gone. Yeah, th this is, I'd say, the final chance for both men. This is kind of one of those loser-goes-home matchups. Um, when, I, when I ask who has more to lose, I would say it's Wilder because he still has a big fight potentially with Anthony Joshua. That's still a fight that people are really interested in on both sides of the pond. Even though they've had a few losses between them and everything, people are still interested in that. For Parker, you know, he's he's made really good money. He's pretty much fought everybody in the, in the division. The, the last name really is Wilder uh, for him because remember, he fought Anthony Joshua already. He fought uh, Andy Ruiz, Dillian White. He's fought some top guys. Here's my thing with Parker that I'm concerned about. He, he's had a lot of wars. He's taken a lot of damage. And last year against Joe Joyce, uh, that was the last time he's fought a top-level heavyweight. That was a brutal fight for Parker. He was beat up. He was cut. And even though he was, um, you know, he was competitive, he ultimately was stopped, and he was knocked out brutally. And I just wonder if that chin, because he, listen, if this fight was three, four years ago between Parker and Wilder, I would favor Parker for the upset. I truly would, because he had the right combination of athleticism and iron chin to give Deontay Wilder hell. But now I just wonder if that chin, that granite chin has been cracked and Wilder can get that right hand in. It's a super intriguing fight, though. You're talking about chins as well, and I think Tyson Fury exposed maybe Wilder's got a bit of a suspect chin. It's whoever lands clean first in this fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that the first fighter that lands hard, it, we could see a shocking early round knockout in this one. That's why it's so fascinating. The question is, who can get that punch in first? Who's got more left? Who has that twitchy athleticism to get that shot off first? My gut tells me it's Deontay Wilder. However, 
Parker, when he's on it, when he's focused, particularly in the early rounds, he has very underrated defense. And if he can catch a couple of those right hands from Wilder and counter him, he has a really good chance of getting the knockout, getting the upset. Of all the fights on that card that I I told you about, this is the one I'm most interested in because I think it's going to be fireworks. You can't blink when you watch this fight. It's going to be a limited preparation for both fighters. Um, Dante Wilder, he's he's been inactive for quite a quite a while. Who's going to who's going to be affected most by a short build-up? That's a great question because what we don't know is um, we, we know that that Parker has been active, right? Parker fought three times this year. Now it was against lower tier opposition, but he did fight three times, so he's been in the gym. We don't know what Wilder's been doing. He's been, as you mentioned, he's been out of the ring all year. They were trying to do a fight, his promotion between him and Andy Ruiz, but Wilder kind of priced himself out of it uh, and Ruiz. So they couldn't do that fight. So he sat on his butt all year. Now, has he been in the gym? Has he been training? If he hasn't been, I'd say that gives Parker a considerable edge because as, as we both talked about, the chin issue with Wilder, and I agree with you, I think Fury exposed it. And Wilder's been buzzed by several other fighters in the past. You can connect on him, and he can be backed up and hurt. And I would say Parker is the much stronger man. If Parker can go forward and be sharp early on and land some hard shots, he's got a big advantage. And finally, Mike, um, you just mentioned a boxer there who I've always had a lot of time for, Andy Ruiz. Um, Where's he at at the moment? Yeah, that's a great question, too. Uh, I don't know. You know, because... Again, he, he his promotion wanted to do a fight between him and Wilder. They, they priced themselves out of it because they wanted a guarantee that they couldn't make. Um, and now Ruiz is on the outside looking in. And, you know, I mentioned all the names that are on this, this card that's rumored to be happening in December, and there was a name missing, and that's Andy Ruiz. I don't know what he's doing, but it's probably not good because – his track record, if you look at it, in between fights, this guy blows up in weight. Yeah. He hits the buffet a little too much, you know. So um, it's probably not good, I hate to say. Is he, is he one of those guys, like, I was I was ringside when he fought Parker here in Auckland for the WBO, and I was just so impressed that a, that a body like his had the hand speed, and I thought in the right camp with the right discipline, this guy could be something special. Is, is he going to get to the end of career and – he and you and I are going to look back and say, what if? Absolutely. He's already there, in my opinion. Um, I've I've known about Andy and his reputation because I've talked to several trainers that have worked with him going back over a decade. So I've known about it for years. And, uh, you know, Andy kind of hit the lottery that one night in New York against Anthony Joshua. As you mentioned, he's crazy talented, has great hand speed, but he's just got, he just doesn't have the focus. He just lacks the focus. He's a guy that at any given night could shock the world. I don't know if you remember Corey Sanders back in the day. Uh, Corey Sanders was the same way. And I would say Corey Sanders was even better than Andy Ruiz. He just had freakish athleticism and power, but he blew up in weight between fights. He kind of, he, I hate to say it, he half-assed it with boxing. He, he, you know, just got in shape for the fight and that was it. It wasn't a lifestyle for him. It's the same for Andy. And I think he's absolutely going to be seen as one of those uh, what-if guys. As you can tell, Michael, I could talk to you all day about boxing, but we've got to move on. Um, Absolutely brilliant to catch up with you again. I appreciate your time chatting to us down here in New Zealand.
Thank you, sir. Let's do it again soon.